BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And same with the Oscar Mayer one. Okay, it is Oscar Mayer. Is, it's spelled M-A-Y-E-R, which I'm sure there's a, I think they have a song they about They do that. where the little boy's like fishing and he's like, my baloney has a first name. It's... O-S-C-A-R, my baloney has a second name, it's M-A-Y-E-R, but it doesn't, like, flow. No, because M-A-Y-E-R is mayor, like John Mayer. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals, and welcome back to the apocalypse of 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay three in the bunker. <laughs> Stay three in quarantine. <laughs> COVID-19 has taken over. Yeah. I haven't seen daylight in hours, <laughs> in days, in years. What is time? I don't know anymore. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. I am, I am so sick of people talking about being sick. <laughs> I know. I know. Especially with this whole coronavirus and everything. It's interesting because I have anxiety mm-hmm. and I am rather calm yeah. about it all. But it's because like everybody's level of stress they feel right now is like how I feel on a daily basis about everything. Mm-hmm. Like how you guys feel about not having toilet paper. That's how I feel about like, you know, not having my life together. Together, the- yeah. Every morning, like that, that you know that fear you guys are feeling about, like you're not gonna be prepared. Yeah, I had that fear every morning when I wake up since I was 14 years old. Um, I'm just like, oh god, it's life again. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't die, damn it. <laughs> like it's just a constant stress. Um, so I feel like a lot of people who have anxiety are like kind of on that level right now. We're like, yeah, it's this, <laughs> this is it, man. Yeah. Like this is it. But also, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That's how I feel. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I fully support the taking precautions and doing everything yeah, like, that everyone's doing. But the hoarding of items is really unnecessary and it's really detrimental to those who didn't get out there to get anything. Like, yeah. I've seen like, several photos floating around um, of like elderly couples who are in the Walmart trying to get some stuff and the shelves are just empty. Well, and it's, it's just so frustrating to me well, for I think that it's reason. ironic is that they're they're banning people from like getting in like groups of like a hundred or more or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, they're banning like mass crowds of people. Yeah, there's fucking crowds of people like Costco. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you guys are defeating the fucking purpose. You realize that, right? Like, you realize you're, oh my god, people are, the public is 
sometimes not the smartest group yeah. of people sometimes. Yeah. So but hopefully I, if we take these precautions, everything will be back to normal I mean, like, soon. everything in my house is sanitized because I have a germaphobic mother. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like, Lysol has become my new fragrance. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys are wondering what I'm wearing, it's the newest <laughs> lemon and lime scent from Lysol. Um... <laughs> Uh, Purell is my daily lotion. Oh now. my gosh, my, my hands, hands are, are so, so dry. dry. They're like cracking and they hurt. I can't stay inside. Yeah. All the time. I will go crazy. Like, I have to get well, out. I think, honestly, I think the best place to be would be outside. But speaking of social distancing, like, I was literally at Walgreens the other day trying to get makeup remover, and like, fucking people were like literally on my ass as I'm like trying to check out. I'm like, excuse you, like, can you like back up? please like get out of my personal space like that's i'm one like y'all don't have to worry about me touching people yeah i don't like when people touch me to begin with yeah. so like y'all don't gotta worry about that for me is i just don't want like i don't i don't i have a personal space issue so i'm already like social distancing myself i just like to be surrounded by other people who are working like in a coffee shop or something like that mm-hmm. because it motivates me because if i work at home like, I know I can get on TikTok, I know I can get on YouTube or Netflix or whatever, but if I go to a coffee shop, like, I can't, so it kind of holds me yeah. responsible a little bit. Um, also, my house just isn't creative. Mm-mm. Like I feel the same thing. It's really hard to, like, get stuff done in my house. I'll typically just, like, go to an go to my office or go to a coffee shop, and I, I just get so, I'm so much more productive, and I've noticed I'm more productive in the morning, which I've always known that about me, mm-hmm. but, like, once I hit about 12, 31 o'clock, done. I mean, that's how, that's how I've turned recently. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten that way. Yeah, recently. you're, you're like, becoming a morning person, and I'm, like, here for it. I mean, my morning started at, like, 10 a.m. I know. Today she was like, want to come, wanna come uh, work on stuff at 10? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I've been up since, like, 7. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, I woke up at, like, 9. <laughs> it's like an you know, hour, it's fine. It's fine. An hour before you came over. Yeah, so I, I'm slowly getting there. Uh, just because, like, at night, like, I've been exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> just from everything. And, well, like, and there's so much, like like you said, like, there's so much anxiety in the world right now. And, like, everyone's talking about everything. And the news is just, like, one thing after another after another. And yeah. so I'm just exhausted. I'm mentally exhausted. Yeah, I'm not even stressed about getting the coronavirus. I'm more stressed about the mass hysteria that mm-hmm. is created. Yeah. That's it's, what's stressing mm-hmm. me out more than anything. Yes. It's just... The amount of information overload. Yes. Like, it's literally just clouding my brain now to where I, you can't think of anything else. And mm-hmm. it's not, that's not a healthy no, way to live. Because um, it's just mental pollution in yeah. a way. Yeah. Information pollution. That's the right word. Information pollution. I've heard people say that, though. Yeah. Um. So, we really wanted to do a very chill, laid-back episode that was for us. And fun, like, yeah. during this crisis, like, like, you can sit back and listen. Yeah, like, there's no really particular guidance we're giving you yeah, on no. this episode. Uh, so we it's re- pure entertainment. Pure, pure <laughs> entertainment. Uh, just because we physically can and mentally cannot take on any more thinking right yeah. now. Yeah. And we just need to unwind. Like, my, tell me, like, I'm sorry, my classes are canceled this week, and then I... And supposed to go to online courses, but I go to performing arts college. Tell me how I'm supposed to have film classes and how the dancers are supposed to have classes and musicians and actors and makeup artists and scene designers. How the hell are we going to do online classes? Like, no, I'm, I'm just sorry. Gonna, you're all just going to make really, really in-depth TikTok videos. <laughs> what it's going to come down to? <laughs> like, the professor's going to be like, all right, class, create your best TikTok. Like, go. I'm, 
I don't know. I don't know how an art-based school I mean, does it. Granted, we are a lot better, I think, than, like, Juilliard and, uh, not, like, we're better, but, like, Juilliard and a lot of other conservatory schools have completely just, like, canceled classes. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'd be so pissed if, like, my school canceled classes because it's my very last semester. And yeah. I'm very worried about so many things like graduation, got my trip to Los Angeles in May, like, things like that, like, how everything's going to work out. Um, I actually had coffee with one of my deans the other night uh, because a bunch of us were, like, freaking out over it. But, I mean, it's just... At this point, panic. it's unfortunately it's out of our control yeah. at this point. And so we're just kind of kind of have well, to go know, with I the flow. I don't like that. You know I know I'm you don't. Freak. I know. I know. It's going to be hard. But I think, like, two, three weeks, hopefully everything will kind of just kind of work itself out. That's yeah. kind of the hope. That's how I'm looking at it. Maybe, like, a two to three week pause on your normal life routine and uh, people keep talking about like months and shit like that but i'm also just like my whole thing is don't forget about small business yes yes we were just talking about that Mm -hmm. um they are the ones that are taking the biggest hit because they can't afford to close because this is like their livelihood Mm -hmm. this is how they make money they have no other options usually and like, I just think that this is the best time to support small business. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable eating out at restaurants, like, get takeout. Yeah. Say they do that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, but. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, even if, my, even if my place of work closes, like, I don't get paid. Like, we don't yeah. make money if nobody's coming in. Same. So, yeah. so I totally get that. And I'm, I'm here for supporting um, as much, as many locally owned places yeah. as I can. And then but. it's like at my work, like, if we don't make money, they have to start canceling shifts. Yeah. Because they're, they don't have the payroll. Or, like, limiting the amount of hours they're actually yeah. open. Which yeah. some of our grocery stores have already started to do. Yeah, so it's so. really annoying. They canceled my freaking film festival here. I'm annoyed. I understand why, because it's mass crowds of people, especially for the gala and everything, but Mm -hmm. it's just exhausting. I just got a text that says apparently all of our schools are closed for two weeks. So that's How are the kids fabulous. supposed to learn? They've been working on, like, online modules, but li- but not everyone has access. It's just this that, whole issue. That, tell me how a six-year-old is going to sit in front of a, a computer screen and pay No, luckily, and, like, my university, like, Although I have given them like shit for like yeah. a lot of what they did, they uh, we are part of a larger like UNC school system, so like I that I don't have they don't have much say in everything. However, they're not communicating with the deans about a lot of things either, and that yeah. was the one thing I talked to my dean about that the people who actually had to follow suit with these um, lesson plans like they don't know what to do. Like they they have no say in all of this. I will say my school has made sure that like the students like because my I go to a college, but there's also high school students there for the performing arts. And like some of them like don't live um, like they don't they don't live in the state or, or and so they can't afford to go home things like that and then there's just a ton of kids like who they uh, in college who can't afford to go home so mm-hmm. they're like if they must they are leaving the dorms open where so if you have to come back like absolutely like you are they yeah. will make sure and they're leaving yeah. the cafeteria and all that kind of stuff open mm-hmm. for those kids like. I think they're doing that at most of the universities in the Harvard. Not Harvard. They get the fuck out. Oh. Harvard, said, Harvard does not give a shit about their lower income students. They said get the fuck out, basically. Yeah. I wonder if it's like liability reasons. I or... have no idea. Ugh, I have no idea. But I know crazy. a lot of a lot of people have been giving them shit online about it. Yeah. They were they just basically said everybody get out, like everybody go home, closing all the dorms, everything. Yeah. Wow, that sucks for the people that like live in other countries. It sucks for people. Who, yeah, exactly. And especially with the thirty day travel ban. Yeah, like 
yeah, like what the fuck you're supposed to do? Some people who are homeless, yeah, like like they lived in dorms, like that was like their first, and like otherwise they have like no home Gosh, to go to. That's, mm, it's just it's just a really stressful time right now, and everyone's mind is on it, and it's it's kind of hard to like escape not it. yeah like not worry about it and not um like just continually think about it so so we've got some we've got some fun things to talk about (laughs) some more things like i said today's episode we really wanted to do something that was a little bit lighthearted and fun lighthearted depending on how you look yeah i know i was about to say Hmm. (laughs) so we really want to talk we both i personally love conspiracy theories i know your boyfriend loves conspiracy theories. oh my gosh yes we both drown you yes and all of our theories and everything and, and I listened to a podcast about it. Which podcast? Um, I listened to What We Said podcast, okay. JC and Chelsea. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love them. Um, and they were doing like an episode on conspiracy theories, and I just like was like so in tune with it for 45 minutes. I like immediately sent it to Emily, and I was like, we should talk about con- con- I listened to it on a plane theories. ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ballsy like that. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to an entire podcast about conspiracy theories and true crime. It was called Thinking Sideways. Unfortunately, they no longer make episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you are into conspiracy theories and true crime, I definitely recommend it. Um, it was three people, two guys and a girl. And I love the way they talked about some certain ones. They definitely go in depth with a lot of them yeah some of these we're not going to go completely in depth because while i could we'd be here forever we'd be here for days it took um, me like two hours to do my research oh i sent her <laughs> she videos. sent me homework i sent videos <laughs> she's like watch these and i was like do i need to watch them before tomorrow and you were like yeah <laughs> that's why i okay. sent them <laughs> i was like please and thank you so, so as much. i'm like on the treadmill like watching videos they were conspiracy. entertaining were they not dude i like ended up on the treadmill for like 80 minutes <laughs> My mom See? was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I just was like watching a video. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. And I'll actually see if we can link some of the stuff oh, um, yeah, yeah. in the show notes for mm-hmm. the episode so you guys can like look at stuff that we've like, listened to at this one YouTube channel. I think it's pronounced Let Me Know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. His videos, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Not only is his, he doesn't release that many videos because his videos are super, super high quality, but... I mean, the guy knows his research. Yes. And it's so captivating and interesting to listen to. There's so many that I will actually, like, I'll leave his channel in the show notes for yeah. the episode. That'd be cool. The first one I think we want to start off with is one that's heavily known, especially when we're talking about conspiracy theories. A lot of people mention it, which is the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Nelson Mandela is who this theory is named after. He died in 2013. However, countless people distinctly remember him dying in prison in the 1980s. But his death is not the only example of the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. So, I knew he died in 2013. Yeah. But I don't know what caused people to... I think there was, like, people said they heard and saw, like, news outlets. Yeah. And publishings that where he said he died in the 1980s. And it's basically a false memory that people have created. And it's just... it's The phenomenon is because so many, like, mm-hmm. hundreds of people shared the same false memory. And what's interesting to me is how trickable the mind is. Yes. The mind can be super easily manipulated. Your memory is not a very heavy thing because if you, the more you recount a memory, the weaker it gets. Yeah. And it's not, the, it's not the best thing to use like as like a recollection tool or evidence mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, that's why eyewitness testimonies are usually not proven to be completely strong and they are heavily tested because they are so weak. And so, I have a debunk for a lot of these, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like we could go through the list of a lot of the different examples of the Mandela effect across the uh, board. Yeah. So, the one that 
comes to mind for me is the Berenstein Bears and mm-hmm. how it was spelled. Mm-hmm. So I remember it being spelled Berenstein with S-T-E-I-N, but apparently it's Berenstain with the A-I-N. So I don't know why I think it's the first, but... I thought it was the first as well, too. I think because traditionally the Steen, the S-T-E-I-N, is traditionally a... Correct me, yeah, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it is a traditional Hebrew spelling or a Jewish spelling of a last name. Um, that would end with that. I believe that it's where it stems from. Yeah. Um, and that's how you typically would spell it. I don't know why they chose to spell it with an A, but that is one of the common ones I know. There's been some people who have, like, little submitted photos yeah, of, was, like, with an E. There was one guy that, like, submitted a tape, I think, and, like, mm-hmm. on the cover it was spelled with the E, and then on the side of the tape it was spelled with an A. And, like, mm-hmm. they, like, tested it to see if he, like, you know, like, fixed it or whatever, and it had both spellings on there. Which is weird. Yeah, I was correct. So S-T-E-I-N is an actual Jewish-German last name. That alone is pronounced Stein, and I know that because of the last five years where he says um, mm-hmm. he had Shabbos dinners on Friday nights with every Shapiro in Washington Heights, um, and like, he goes and listing like, Jewish girls' names. He said Janie Stein. Yeah. It's pronounced. Um, okay. It's spelled that way. So that's probably why, because... Because we wouldn't say the Berenstein Bears, we say the yeah. Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Huh. So interesting. Interesting. I don't know though. Like when I look at it, I'm like, that doesn't look right. Doesn't. No, look it right. doesn't look. I right. think the mind is playing. My mind is playing a trick on me. <laughs> well, there's also already two E's listed in Berenstein. Oh so yeah. Having an A looks. That's what it draws attention to that because it, it's not the consistency of it. So. Mm. Mm. What about the Febreze one? How did you think it was spelled? So I always thought it was the first one with the two E's, yes. but it's actually spelled with one E. And I think the reason a lot of people think that is because you would you spell Breeze with two E's, yeah. it would make the most mm-hmm. sense. Uh, but of course, I don't feel like a company would... It's a company. They're not going to make sense. Yeah, they never do. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to try and spell it like in an interesting way. Yeah. Uh, same with Looney Tunes. With Looney Tunes, the correct version is T-U-N-E-S. And not T-O-O-N-S. The reason you would think it's probably the T-O-O-N-S is because it's a cartoon. Oh my gosh. Why they chose to do T-U-N-E-S, I don't know. Hmm. Because I don't think, I don't recall the Looney Tunes ever making music. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, Unless, other than just the music that's like in the in Space show. Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> what a jam that of was a movie. I- iconic that was an iconic movie. That was iconic. That, that was awesome. That is the movie of our generation. It, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> All right. But no, that would make the most sense. Yeah, I I agree. That's so weird though. Oh. I know it bothers you, right? Because it's like yes. why? Like, like the why? Why you have I, this option? Yeah. Like, and I looked at it. Yeah. And I saw it. Yeah. Same with Kit Kat. I thought there was a dash. Oh, yeah, I've always thought there was a dash, and it bothers me that there's no dash. Yeah, a space. Yeah, because I could have sworn I I will go to my grave. I'm like I feel like there was a dash back in the day. Yeah, like there had to have been, and then they were just like, oh, it's just is it called a dash? I don't it's know. Technically an M dash. Yeah. M-da- okay. Yeah, yeah. So or a hyphen. Whatever. It's, it would be a hyphen actually in this form. I'm sorry, I'm getting very grammatical. I know that's here. why I asked you. I was like, I don't know the answer. An to this, M dash so. would be a more much more elongated one, and it would used to be an aside thought. Fun fact for your grammar lesson of the day. Wow, thanks. Since I'm not getting to learn, <laughs> there's three different sizes. <laughs> oh my goodness. One is used for dates. One is used for side thoughts. One is used to hyphenate words. Hmm. Fun right. fact of the day. Fun fact. But fun I mean fact. that one. Same with the Oscar Mayer one. Okay, it is. 
Oscar Mayer is it's spelled M A Y E R, which I'm sure there's a. I think they have a song. They about do that. where the little boy's like fishing, and he's like, "My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. But it doesn't like flow. No, because M A Y E R is Mayer, like John Mayer. Well, I have a friend whose last name is fucking Mayer. True, true. Like Mayer is M Y. It's M-E-Y-E-R. Like, that just makes... Mm, it it's makes, just English language. Like, why, English is a fucked up language. Okay, I'm sorry. God bless anybody who's trying to learn the English fucking Honestly, language. Honestly, it's so And they confusing. look at Kansas and then Arkansas. And they're like, why is it not Arkansas? Oh, yeah. True. Fucking right? <laughs> That's a Mandela effect in itself. I'm Don't, just kidding. God. All right, this one's my favorite one. Oh. Everyone's like, it's sex in the city. I don't it, ever remember it. It's sex in the city. Yeah. It's always it's in always sex in the sex city. And the city. It's just. How people pronounce it. Yes. You say it so fastly that it sounds like sex in the city, mm-hmm. but it's sex and the city. Yeah. I always remember it being and, the and over the. Because the. the show is about sex and, and the. the new, and New York City. city. Not. Yeah. Just in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. She travels to other places than New York. God, give her some credit. Give Carrie Bradshaw something. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one. This one has me very confused because I could almost swear on my life that the Fruit of the Loom logo had a cornucopia. Yeah, no. Behind all the fruits. It's it the fucking loom. That's it, the loom. It doesn't. I, it bothers me. So I'm like, did they just like at one point decide to change it? And we're all just remembering when it was before and nobody's going to own up but to the no fact. there's no proof. There's no proof. Okay. There's no, I, there's, that's the thing with all these Mandela effects is that the internet is completely wiped with proof of... The other ever existing outside people's that's photoshops. scary. That's why people think that. There, people think a lot of times with the Mandela effect, like either like we switched universes kind of thing. I mean. A lot of people think that happened like in um, like the Y2K when we yeah. changed to 2000. A lot of people also think about it with 2012. Honestly, my life has not been the same since 2012. I just want to point that out too. Um, I feel like there was a definitely, definitely like a shift Mm-hmm. Or something. Something happened. I mean, especially for the Mayans to like point out. I don't think they pointed out the world was going to end. They pointed out there was going to be a shift or something. Something, yeah. In the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is. Because people have done research on it since then. Also, 2016. Fucked up year. Life hasn't been changed. It's been a weird since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? But I think uh, a lot of people think in those times that like we shifted universes and we're in a parallel universe where this is the opposite of what, like, we're in the opposite universe kind of thing. Wild. We're in the upside down. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. This one, I don't really remember. I watched Curious George as a kid. Did you? I did, but it wasn't, like, Dragon Tales was my jam. Like, Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. But... I don't really have any fond memories of Pure Storage having a tail. I don't either. Some people do. I mean, it makes sense because he's a fucking monkey. Yeah, that he would well, have a and tail. people are saying that they remember him like they vividly remember him like swinging on the trees, like upset, you know, whatever. But I, I don't, don't really. Recall. All I remember is the yellow guy holding him. <laughs> yeah, like the yellow rain jacket. <laughs> The, the guy in yellow. That's, I, I think he was wearing a yellow rain jacket. Was yeah, he in like a big old yellow hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just remember him carrying curious george around like i don't remember if he had a tail or not like i don't know but then apparently there's a there was a game there's like a picture of this kid having a birthday party (laughs) and it was a curious george like pin the tail on the monkey game 
and everyone's like, I mean, what? The, the thing, the thing with this one is, is that you could easily debunk it because people just monkeys have fucking tails. I know. Like it just is logical for you to think that Kier Schwartz would have a tail because he's a monkey cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Like, that exactly. would be the logical thing. Exactly. Um, Monopoly Man. He doesn't have a fucking monocle. But I vividly remember this. Okay, and the, and the reason I think a lot of people think about this one, because I remember him having a monocle too. Yeah. But I think it's because, one, you have the peanut dude from... Uh, Planter. Planter's Peanuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. has so one. So you have him, and he has a monocle yeah. and a cane and a top hat, just like Monopoly Man does. So okay. you had that crossover. I also think because it is a game about wealth and monopolizing, oh. that people back then, like Rockefeller and all of them... Had, had monocles, so you would just assume. True, huh? Interesting. So there's that one. This one, you, kills this one me. pins you up. This one makes me so mad. The I'll debunk it for you. Mirror, mirror on the wall versus magic mirror on the wall. I remember it being mirror, mirror on the wall in my Snow White VHS, but I could have just been wrong. I don't know. See, I was the evil queen, not Maleficent. I was the evil queen from Snow White for, for Halloween one year when I was Ooh. a kid. Uh, I loved her. Yeah. I, I, I thought she was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's just, she's thought great. She Poisoning tits. apples. It's turning into witches. It's fine. It's fine. I had a delight. Thank you very much. Her I costume s- is very cool, I and will it was say. Very gorgeous. But it was Magic Mirror in Snow White. People say mirror, mirror on the wall because in the book of Snow White, I believe it says mirror, mirror. Oh, okay. So people were going off that. Because wow. uh, Snow White was not an original uh, Disney story. It yeah, was based, right, right. A lot of his fairy tales were based off previous things. Uh, right. The, what's it called? It's what Into the Woods is based off of. Yes. Basically. I know what you're saying. Those people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Weren't they brothers? Yes. Grimm? The Grimm's brothers? Grimm's yeah, brothers? The Grimm's fairy <gasps> Look at tale. us. Yeah. The Grimm's Tag teaming tale. there. Yes. Uh, I believe Snow White was a Grimm fairy tale. Uh, I honestly don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I believe in the original scripture, like, uh, it was magic, it was Mirror Mirror, and Disney changed it to Magic Mirror, I believe, because probably his copyright. Okay, well, yeah. I still like Mirror Mirror better. Yeah. But. Um, and then same with, uh, Luke, I am your father. It's really just, I am your father in Star Wars. I feel like people probably put Luke, I am your father, whoever started quoting it, because out of context, I am your father makes no fucking sense. I just want to go, I am your father. Like, Like, I am your father. No, you're not. Like, Like, go away. You're not my dad! (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so Luke, I am your father, it draws context to Star Wars. That's the only thing I can think of for that one. Yeah. I think a lot of movie quotes, there's a lot, I mean, there's a ton out there that are, like, life is like a box of chocolates, it's really life was yeah, like a box of chocolates. which is so wild to it me. It makes more sense, though, because he's fucking telling a story yeah. about something that's previously happened to him as he's sitting at this bus stop. Yeah, like, exactly. So the was makes more sense. Yeah. Like, and yeah. when you're quoting it in today's, like, society, like, is is a present tense word, it's grammar is... It's my shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I'm a writer, so I can I can see where people draw these different content clues probably from. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, the one that always grinds my gears is in Silence of the Lambs. He never says hello, Clarice. Oh yeah. He just says good morning. Where the fuck did hello, Clarice come from? Then I don't know, man. Someone just says good morning. He just says good morning, and I I mean. I don't know. Mm. I'm not going to get in that one because I literally cannot explain that one to yeah, save my life. Yeah. That's the one that always grinds my gears, though. Uh, but there's so many of those. Like, it's just crazy. Oh, it's just so interesting that, like, so many people remember it as one way. Mm-hmm. And then 
it's well, not. I think with one person, like when, especially with if, with Twitter nowadays, like if one person says something, it's like they get a telephone. Like, yeah. Whichever one the, gets the most traction is the one that's going to go viral, right, and that's the right. one that people are going to collectively remember the most, mm-hmm. even though it's misinformation. Mm-hmm. So always check your sources. Yeah. Don't believe Twitter all the time. <laughs> but speaking of Twitter, Area Fifty One. Oh. This... Remember people said they're going to raid Area 51? I literally cackled. I, I like, live okay, for that day. Okay. I live You're for not going to come back. If you get there, <laughs> you ain't coming back. So toodles. Oh, my God. Area 51, It's when, you come to, when it comes to conspiracy theories, I feel like it's one of the most popular ones yeah. because it's so heavily talked about with aliens and everything like that. I, now, I personally believe in aliens. I believe in something. something I'm, not, I'm not talking else. about, like, fucking E.T. No, like the great something things. else, whether or not it's, like... Wait. Us in the future, or like other people who have time traveled, UFOs could be time traveling machines. People we thought that. People we thought that. We don't That's know. been a theory: is that UFOs are just time travelers. I mean, there's been so many photos of people seeing UFOs. Like there was a Coast Guard off the coast yeah. of the Pacific Ocean, I believe, that they saw a UFO, and there's a clip of it. But I mean, you're also like at sea, yeah, for a very long time. That's why I know you love mermaids. Oh, I'll debunk mermaids. Mermaids, man. Chelsea, I know you're not listening, but Chelsea, I feel <laughs> you on that. Like, when you were talking about how mermaids are real, like, I feel that on another level. My old roommate loves oh. mermaids, and she believes that, too. I mean, granted, yes, most of the ocean has not been explored, so I can see yes. the probability of mm-hmm. it. But I also think that a lot of sailors just wanted a fantasy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We got some webbing in between our fingers, y'all. I mean, and also, if you drop a baby, a newborn baby, in some water, they know how to swim. I mean, if you believe in if you believe in the concept of evolution, we did uh, with the concept of evolution. Species were bacteria. There was organisms that were born in the ocean, and then they um, evolved into um, water creatures. And it wasn't until uh, there was food on land that they felt yeah. the need to explore yeah. land. Well, I mean, we live in amni- amniotic fluid anyways. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah. I, I could debunk my own theory, but I still just love mermaids. <laughs> like, it's fine. But yeah, I literally think that that was, like, a folk tale probably, probably that yeah. sailors came up with because, <laughs> because they I, wanted to fantasize and they were stuck I, around men all the time. I was telling Blaine about how, like, after I listened to, to what we said uh, podcast about conspiracy, I was like, I believe in mermaids now. Like, mermaids are real. He was like... So do they have hair? And I was like, well, duh. That's and he was like, if they're in water for that long, they are not going to have any hair. No. And I was like, well, then we can't have mermaids because if they don't have long, beautiful hair. No. That, <laughs> do you know how much shit is in the ocean? <laughs> they're going to have, with the amount of pollution is in the ocean, one, their hair's going to be fucked up. <laughs> it's going to be so matted and yeah. knotted and... It, this, There's the just texture, no way. depending on the texture, <laughs> like and the ethnicity. That's another thing. What are there ethnicities, or are they like you know the fucking mermaids in Harry Potter? Like I'll get into this bullshit. Like <laughs> we don't have to, but I still love me some mermaids. Is there hair made out of kelp and seaweed? Yeah, like, like do they have gills? I'm just confused. They have to have gills somewhere. They would have to have gills. Yeah, we don't have gills. We do have a tailbone. There it is. But I mean, that's also the process of evolution. I'm just <laughs> I am. You put me on some science bullshit, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna ride that train. Listen, I just Ariel is my girl, and she turned into a human. So, like, you know, there's got to be something there, you know. (laughs) But Area 51. (laughs) Anyways, back to what we were talking about. 
I believe in and uh, that we're not alone in the world. I believe that there's other life forms. I mean, we're not the whole Goldilocks thing where it's like we're in the perfect universe, and that's where it comes down to like the simulation theory, which we'll get to later on in this episode. Trust me, we're going there. Mm-hmm. But there's physics. Like it, it can't be just us. Yeah, it, it can't be. I, 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 it's the probability is so slim that it's just us. And that's just scary mm-hmm. and terrifying to mm-hmm. me if it's just us. Yeah. Like, space is so huge. huge. It's huge. And terrifying. I love space, but it also fucking terrifies mm-hmm. me yeah. so much. There's a video, I don't know who it's by, but it's called Time Lapse of the Universe. So until the end of time. From like now to literally the absolute end of times. Like the one trillion, 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 trillion years later. Like a Google years later. Wow. Till the absolute end of time when there is nothing left. Yeah. And it is the most. Like you will literally be like, wow everything about my life is completely insignificant. Insignificant compared to this, yeah. But it's still important that you do it. Gandhi said that. Uh, but Area 51, we all know that. I Do you think that they're keeping, like, UFOs in Area 51, or what do you think is going on No, there? I don't think that we have UFOs. No. I don't know what's going on in Area 51, but I don't think that... It's a fucking bunker for the Illuminati. Probably. probably. Or for all the elites. Yeah. Honestly. They're, pro- they're probably doing experiments Untouchable. There. It's untouchable. Yeah. I mean, with the amount of nuclear... If you go in, you ain't coming out, oh just like God. I said. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I really, truly don't know. Um, I think it's crazy. So another one. We're, these these next couple ones. I just want we want to kind of quickly hit. Yeah. Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. I'll go to my grave saying that there is no way that man fucking killed himself. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. Like he had no, no, no. He truly believed he was innocent, even though he was not. Uh, there is a podcast. We're shouting out every single podcast today. Hey, but just giving some love during this time. <laughs> this time of need. Everyone needs. I a know little. you're going to need content you're to listen need some to. Content. You're going to need some. Trust me. If you want to, if you are fascinated by the whole Epstein Jeffrey Epstein case and everything, listen to the podcast by Wondery called The Mysterious Mister Epstein. I love that one. I have listened to every episode. It is bone chilling. Mm. Like it's so interesting. I definitely think that there were hitmen ordered and. The guards were, turned, were told, just look away. They were paid a very large sum of money. And then there are so many more men that are involved within that whole ring of people. I mean, if fucking Prince Andrew from England is involved in that shit, I mean, there's so many There's just too people. many people involved yeah. for it to have been yeah. just it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And that was exactly why I think he was killed, because he knew names, he knew people. He probably would have ratted them out in order to help himself get out. And mm-hmm. uh, no one wanted to take that risk. Yeah. Point blank. Mattress firm. On a lighter note. (laughs) This one just kills me because literally we have this road, y'all, and there are three mattress firms across from each other. There's two now. There's two now. Oh, there's just two now? Yeah, one's a Skechers outlet. Oh, Oh, nice. (laughs) You know, if you want some Skechers. But there's still, like, there's those those two mattress firms across the street from each other, and then down the block is another mattress Mm -hmm. firm on down opposite way there's another mattress firm and then on the other side of town there's another there's like six there's mattress so firms and like a many. and like a five mile radius yes. from each other now i can debunk this one yeah because mattress firm did buy sleepies and like all these other mattress brands right right and so they just changed the name over to yeah. mattress firm and everything but i'm like why do they need that many but like also i think there's people like prostitutes and like drug dealers in the some cartel like, that are like money, money laundering. laundering yeah i mean i watched breaking bad i yeah. know i'm watching queen of the south so you know <laughs> <laughs> oh we know about money laundering guys we could basically do it in our sleep <laughs> but it's a very like it's 
it's a very very smart way to do that. I mean, in the show Breaking Bad, I know you didn't watch it, and you definitely. I got should. to season two. My mom and dad and everyone in my life is like rewatch it, so I'll try. I will try. But in the later seasons, he's it's not a spoiler. In the later yeah. seasons, he starts money laundering. Mm-hmm. He buys uh, a car wash. Yeah, and he starts money laundering like the money, the drug money into that. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of mattress firms because there's everyone, no one ever in there well, too. And everyone always just says that they they just really want there to be no other option. Like when you think yeah. mattress, you go to mattress firm. I mean, yeah, that's how. It and is. when you drive past fifty of them on the mm. road, like I think of Casper. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I want that mattress that the the YouTubers get sent. The is it Lowell? Lol, uh, or something. I know there's Casper. There's like a couple that are like different really ones. comfortable. There's one like, called Avocado. That's what. I, oh, I don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you sleeping on tonight? My avocado. <laughs> like, it's a sustainable mattress. Okay, okay, I'm fine. Yeah. Just, We're just, never gonna get a fucking avocado sponsor now. Too many avocados <laughs> in the world. <laughs> also. The birds work for the bourgeoisie, man. I'm telling you. They work for the bourgeoisie. We have this one location in our town, and it's, it's like right mall. near the it's mall. It's the mall. And it's near the Olive Garden. And I swear, there are Go hundreds. On Go on Emily's TikToks to see the birds. There are hundreds of birds in that area. No, granted, my dad said they think there's a nest up there, and that's where they're nesting and everything. There's been a nest there for how many years have like, we been mm-hmm. alive? There's a nest for them to upload files and their videos to the <laughs> government. They're dropping off their little flashcards. Is that what they're called? Well, they're, no, they're flashcards. I think that, like, I mean, yes, that's the term no. that you're thinking of. No, flash Mem- drives, flash memory drives? cards. I, I just know. put them together. I knew what you were saying. Okay, <laughs> but like, no, like, not even that. Like, they're all just b- robots. And they're not even real birds. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, uh, mm. all the birds, like, the saying is all the birds died when, and by Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies. And, I mean, it's a smart way to have spies, but I'm, I will say, I, I was driving one day and I went by this power line and I saw all the birds were sitting, like, in a row and they were all, like, looking the same way. I mean, but it's also just, like, that herd mentality bullshit yeah. and animals are stupid. So. <laughs> Like, they're sad. Like, they're all small-minded. So they follow one leader, and that's that. But I will say, it was the funniest thing in my TikTok. I definitely recommend you checking it out, at Emily.Elise. But it was like a fucking goose trying to blend in with Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. But, I mean, hey, I wouldn't put it past the government. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> My Alexa right now is probably chiming in, listening to everything we're talking about. Honestly. It's sitting right next to yep, me. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those are like our short little fun ones, I guess. Ones. Yeah. Now we're going to get serious. Okay, the Denver fucking airport. Okay, listen up. If anybody lives in Denver, Colorado, and you listen to this podcast, hit me the fuck up. <laughs> Emily's been talking about this Denver airport. She's like, I literally, like, I want to find a way to fly back home from L.A. and, like, go through the Denver airport just to There's stop. a stop. There's then one. you should do There's it. There's a flight where I, like, on my way back to North Carolina, I can stop at the Denver airport for, like, a two-hour layover. And I'm like... Perfect. That's enough time for me to scope the place out. You should do it. I think you would. You would literally thrive off I of would, those two hours. Oh my god! I would send so my Instagram would be popping. Oh I would create it. Oh my god! My Instagram story would be thriving. Yeah, it would you would you would be thriving? Be like, see, 
what I tell y'all. So, basically, if you haven't heard, the Denver airport, there's a lot of theories behind it because of a lot of things that are inside of it, how creepy it is. First off, one reason is because it is twice the size that it was initially uh, twice or more the size it was initially planned to be and then it also took twice as long to finish Mm -hmm. and was two billion dollars over budget that's ridiculous so they spent like four billion dollars on an airport i don't fucking know but why tell me that huh so first off when you're you when you go to the airport you're greeted by a blue like a a 32-foot-tall blue horse with ruby-red eyes named Belucifer, okay? This horse apparently represents, like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse or some bullshit like that. And it killed its owner. Like, it killed the guy that created it, for one. It <laughs> fell so over on the poor up. dude. That's so sad. And its eyes, like, glow red at night. Oof. Like, it's Could creepy. you imagine flying in at night? Hell Ooh. fucking no. <laughs> Hell no, I ain't going there. That's why I'm taking a day flight back from L.A. And we stopping there at like 10 in the morning when it's safe. <laughs> when it's safe. And there's people around. We ain't taking no red eye. That's so funny. But there's that. There's the fucking murals, dude. The murals, man, they trip me the fuck up. Okay, not only that, there's like gargoyles. In the damn airport, there's one, this, like, towering one by the bathrooms. There's a tiny devil popping out of a suitcase in their baggage claim. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the murals. And I'm going to, I got to reference this article while I talk about it because I'm going to try and describe a painting <laughs> without you guys seeing it. Yes. Well, whenever you have a moment and you're not in your car, like, go look up go look the at mural, the picture of the murals. They're insane. So there's one that is called In Peace with Harmony in nature and another one called children of the world dream of peace the one for children of the world reads candidly that it's a powerful mural expressing the artist's desire to abolish violence in society conspiracists look at it and say that it's showing fire and destruction in the new world order and the collapse of society and civilization so when you look at it i'm sorry the soldier that stands in the middle of it it's like a nazi soldier like there's no denying that the way it looks is not that there's fire in the background. There are children literally laying dead in coffins of some of them. There is scripture from a boy that was in Auschwitz. The one of the soldier, there is one of him standing like proudly. And then there's another one of him laying dead and like children of the world towering over him. There's like in this different cultures as well. But a lot of the paintings, all which suggest to theorists that the paintings were commissioned by the Illuminati slash the New World Order. And then a not- there's a Nazi uprising via the underground bunkers. And it's uh, a Nazi overlord is like imminent. But my whole thing is like, yeah, you can have another meaning for it. Why the fuck would you paint that in a damn airport? An international, one of the largest airports in America, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why would you... What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And weren't there, like, several people that had to, like, okay the paintings that went into I'm the airport? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that it, it, like, went through, like, several high, like, high-ranking people. Like the, They had to make... They had to okay it and say it was fine. Like, there's also, like, the guy who, like, the guy who painted it said that, like, there's no conspiratorial symbolism in the paintings, and that it's, like, to depict man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming together to heal nature and live in peace, but I'm like, why are you painting about fucking genocide at a damn airport? Yeah. 
That's just, weird. Yeah, it's the just ti- weird. This is not the place or time, sir. This is Arby's. Excuse you. So the paintings freak me out, man. Like, I would not feel comfortable walking through an airport and seeing, like, a Nazi soldier, children dying. You talk about the damn Holocaust. Like, that's just weird. And that makes me super uncomfortable as I'm about to board my flight to Cancun. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <is> true. <laughs> Before you're about to get on a plane, yeah. <laughs> There's also secret tunnels. This is the part that fucks me up. So, as the story goes, when the Denver International Airport was first being built, there were five massive buildings that were built and somehow built incorrectly. Instead of being blown up or otherwise dismantled, they were buried underneath the airport. Because that's what you Why? do. That's what you do. Why? So the people can go down the there. Fucking New World Order, man. That's where all the fucking elites and like Beyonce and all those people. <laughs> I feel like that episode of what is it? And it's always sunny where Charlie Day is like going yes. crazy like, looking at the board. <laughs> but like, tell me, man. <laughs> no. Why are there bunkers underneath an airport? Like, they're. And people were like, well, we so were that go- they can fly there and go. Well, they were like, oh, we were going to have like this underground like system. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, you built this like how many years ago and you never fucking built it. Like, why is it still there? Like, it's big enough for like a whole like city population, I believe, to like live underneath there. It's intense. I don't remember how many like people it can fit, but there's, I just remember them, some, someone saying like it was like the size of like a city. Like, I could fit underneath this airport. It was insane. That's insane. And, like, it's... Like, why would you build this airport so much bigger than it needs to be? Because, I mean, yeah, it's international airport. But it's not, like, the... It's not Atlanta. Yeah. Like, that's the what the largest... That's the busiest airport in the entire world. And it's not even close to getting the size of volume of traffic as that one is. So, yeah. That's a fun one. And then there's this whole commission stone in the middle of, like, the lobby. And the airport, it's located in the Great Hall, which is Masonic terminology about... Mm-hmm. The, which, if you don't know about the Freemasons, that's a whole thing I'm not going to get into because it's very, very long. I know somebody who was a Freemason, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Tell me more. Tell he me. couldn't. <laughs> but there's a dedication capstone. It's inscribed with the date of the dedication, which is March 19th, 1994. Conspiracy theorists point out that if you add up all the numbers in the dedication date, March 191994, you get the number 33. In Freemasonry, this number represents perfection and the highest degree of masonry you can hold. Also on the capstone is the square and compass associated with the Freemasons. Onto the symbol reads, New World Order Airport Commission. According to theorists, the New World Order Commission does not exist and therefore refers to the Nazi group, the New World Order. Also, like, even if it doesn't refer to that, why the fuck would you name your commission the fucking New World Order when you know that that's like a whole thing? I thought it was the New World Airport. Still, why would you name it that? I don't know, because it's really close. That's weird. So the next one we're going to talk about is the famous moon landing, which happened in 1969 in July. I think it was July 20th. We went to the moon in 1969, (laughs) not 1970, but year before. Whatever the lyrics are. Do you remember that episode of Even Stevens? Maybe. Oh, my God. I I mean, I watched. I was an avid Even Stevens watcher. watcher. We went. To the moon in 1969, not 1968, but year after <laughs> we went to the moon in 1960. Yeah, I wish I'd known that. That would have helped me on oh some, like, you know, some that tests. That is how I that, that and the Bone song from yes, Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. 
the Langeys, I have ten, and metal tarsals then. Oh my gosh, that you remember it. Tibia, uh, tibia. <laughs> and now I'm up to my knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's up a teller to me. We're doing... Okay. All right. <laughs> I man. can see that my audience is not here for this. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Disney so, Channel, for letting me get through school. I appreciate it yes, so much. Yes, thank you for teaching us. So, the moon landing. People <laughs> people think the moon landing is fake for a slew of reasons. First one being because the American flag in the photo looks like it's flapping in the wind. Okay. How can it flap when there is no wind on the moon, you may ask? They, they didn't have a normal flag. Because if they just used a normal flag on the moon, it would have just hung. Hung yeah. from the flagpole. So, what they did was they put in... These metal metal rods to yeah. keep the flag horizontal for the picture. It was all about the picture. Yeah. They wanted it to be known that the American flag was the one. Yeah. So when apparently when the astronauts were you know putting it putting it on the flagpole, they couldn't open it all the way, and so mm-hmm. it still looked a little crinkled. Mm-hmm. And then the movement that people are talking about in the video is from when they're grinding it into the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, surface, mm-hmm. so it does make that movement. But as soon as they step away, it's not moving because mm-hmm. there's no wind mm-hmm. on the moon. <laughs> so that's fun. Another reason people think the moon landing is fake is because you can't see the stars in the photo. Okay, like have have you ever tried taking a picture no, of yeah. the sky? Like the exposure on your camera is not enough to. And back then they did not have that. They great didn't cameras. have, and I don't even know anything about it about yeah. exposure really. But they didn't have those I mean, kind of cameras. All they had was. Um, film, they yeah, didn't digital, exactly. Like that. So yeah, like I don't know what camera quality they were working with, but I know that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a Canon 80D. I'm no, sorry, exactly. <laughs> and so their exposure was, I guess, like maybe too short to capture, you know, everything in the photo, the spacesuits, the moon, and the stars. Like they're just not going to get it all. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to walk outside on your back porch and turn on a light and try and take a picture, like you're not going to see the the stars. They're going to be a lot dimmer. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense to me as to why people are using that as like a reason. Like, yeah. come on, there's, you're just not going to see the stars. Another reason is the moon landing is fake because the shadows aren't right. In pictures from the moon landing, it's possible to see certain objects even though they're in a shadow. And a lot of conspirators are saying that if the sun is the only source of light on the moon, then that wouldn't be the case. You wouldn't see shadows. But the sun isn't the only source of illumination. The lunar ground also reflects the sunlight. Yeah, so it's, it's going to create white. Exactly. So it's going to create shadows. Yeah. This one, I'm going to let you take this one because I don't know much about this one. Okay. So, but yeah, the other one is that the Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing, and that's the reason it's fake. So the year prior to the moon landing, 1968, the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is one of my favorite films ever, uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick, came out. At the time this movie came out, it is about space travel. I mean, it's about the future. It's about, you know, mankind and everything like that and evolution. And for its time, the CGI and the graph, it, it wasn't even CGI, really. It was like some, it was some of the first CGI ever. Mm-hmm. I'm still amazed that it was done in 1968 when I watch it today because the graphics are completely... I mean, it looks like a film that could have came out today. Yeah, like, like realistic. It's um, so amazing, yeah. and it's so high-tech that a lot of people thought, they're like, well, if this dude can fake space, then we're going to get him to film a video of us landing on the moon in order to beat the Russians. Right, Because yeah. it was around the same time as the Cold War was going on. We were trying to have the space race beat yep. them to the moon, yep. and they thought if we came up with a video, people say like, if they thought like they thought they should come up with a video, and that would, you know, show that to the Russians or whomever yeah, that we got to we the moon before they do. Yeah. And then we eventually, like, went to the moon later or something like that. I really don't 
see the plausibility. I mean, I see why people can think that. Yeah. I don't think that there was that wasted energy Mm-mm. on it. It sounds like a lot of energy spent. Yeah. I also just don't think Stanley Kubrick would have taken the time and energy to do that either. I mean, they would have had to paint what him a What a terrible, slew. like, secret to have to keep. Well, he was, I mean, he was too good for that. He's, like, one of the best filmmakers yeah, in the like, entire world. Like, he doesn't need to help the Holly, like the government mm-hmm. or anything like that to prove anything. Yeah. He also, he also was not hurting for money either. Yeah. I mean, 2001 made equivalent to a $146 million at the box office. Like, it went, it did That's fine. That's insane. It did fine. It did fine. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who are, like, diehard theorists about the moon The landing. moon landing, yeah. And I'm not one of them. I, no. I believe we went to the moon. I mean, it just makes sense. Like, I don't see why we wouldn't. wouldn't yeah. And I feel like that also just, like, it... I don't know. I am such a big science person that yeah. I am a very much a believer of science. Like, it's fact. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's one reason yeah. why. Same. Yeah. But, speaking of science... Mm-hmm. This one's fun. We mentioned earlier about living in a simulation, and this one is one of the theories that I, I cannot debunk it. It's impossible to debunk. It literally is impossible to debunk. And it trips me up every single day. It caused me external <laughs> stress and anxiety every single day I think about it. And I had no idea it was a thing until fucking Elon Musk I know. brought it up. Mm-hmm. But living in a simulation, so I'm not going to go too deep into this and sound like a nut because I could. But basically there's this theory that we live in a simulation that our chance of being an actual base reality is one in a billion. And why would you want to be that one in a billion also? Because that's just very sad and depressing to think that we're absolutely alone. Yeah. In that world. And there's no way to really disprove parallel universes or anything like that. So basically, a lot of people think that in the future, you the people have designed virtual reality simulation games mm-hmm. that have been expanded past the technology we have today. Think back to when we had Pong, something based <laughs> like that. And now things. where like video games look so incredibly realistic, yeah. we are now, we're now branching into virtual reality mm-hmm. and AI as well too. Yep. And it's getting hard to detect what can be real and what can be fake. I think about like the Instagram model Malika or whatever her name is or Michaela. Michaela. Yes. Um, she is a robot, so we think. But she is CGI, but she looks incredibly realistic, like a real person. And graphics and everything is getting so technologically advanced that mm-hmm. they think people in the future have created a simulated game that's us, essentially. Like we are the game. Like piece. we are the game. Like we're in the like a real. We're like in a version of Sims, essentially. Like we are and the they're Sims. Contro- oh, they're controlling us. Yeah, I mean, think about it. When you leave a room and you forget what you thought, it's like when you cancel a Sims action. I don't know. I never you played, never played Sims. Sims. Okay. Well, this is sad and depressing. Cool. <laughs> You're not the only person that said that. <laughs> but basically, this stems from, and this is a theory that Elon Musk uh, derives from. An Oxford philosopher named Nick Ballstrom showed that at least one of three possibilities is true. One, all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they can develop the technological capacity to create simulated realities. Two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them will bother to run simulations. Three, advanced civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations, and that means there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. We can't know for sure which of these three is the case, but they're all possibility. The third option might even be the most probable outcome. It's very difficult to wrap your head around all of this. It will make your brain hurt trying to think of it. But 
the possibility that we are base reality and we are the real thing is super slim. Elon Musk thinks that there's like billions. That's where parallel universes come from, Mm -hmm. that there are billion, billion, billion simulated realities. Now, either people just, I don't know why you would want to create this. Yeah. Like, I'm really bored with my game. If I am a player in a game, I'm really bored. Um, I don't know why someone would want to play as me. Um, because this is hella boring. Yeah. And I would like some action. Whoever is my creator, please uh, give me something in my life. Because coronavirus is not it. Unless it's a virus in the computer game. You never know. You never know. People have also theorized that there's, like, PC players. So, like, people, like, like when you're playing a video game, I know I'm talking to somebody who has no... I played video games. Okay, okay. I just didn't play Sims. Okay. But, yeah. but, like, you know how, like, there's, like, in stages of video games, there mm-hmm. are, like, people you come across that their only function is to give you information. Yes, you don't yes. have a full-on interaction with them and they disappear. Yes. People theorize that there are non-player players within <laughs> our world. So, like, Walmart greeters. They're, just, they're non-playable players. All they do is just give you information. They welcome you to Walmart. Hosts at restaurants. Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> oh, my God. What if that was your that was your game? Hi, welcome to Chili's. That person's thriving. <laughs> oh my god. But the simulation hypothesis is a modern equivalent of an idea that's been around for a while, and it's the idea that the physical world we live in, including Earth and the rest of the physical universe, is is actually part of a computer simulation. So Elon Musk's argument goes that the incredibly fast advancement of video game technology indicates that we are capable of creating a fully lifelike simulation of existence in a short span of time. Going back to what I said about Pong, like if you assume at any rate of improvement at all, then games will become indistinguishable from reality. Even if that rate of advancement drops by a thousand from what it is now, just imagine if it's 10,000 years in the future, which is nothing on the evolutionary scale. If civilization stops advancing, this may be due to some like event that erases civilization. Either we're going to create civilizations that are indistinguishable from reality or civilization will cease to exist. Those are our options that we have. And neither one of them seems great. Like, yeah, no, they they also, neither one seems bright and futuristic. Probably a better way to understand it is also the Schrodinger's cat, which is a cat that the physicist Edward Schrodinger theorized would be in a box with some radioactive material, and there was a 50% chance the cat is either dead or the 50% chance the cat is alive when you put the cat in the box. So, like, this cat, it's in a box mm-hmm. with radioactive material. So there's a 50% chance it's alive, or there's a 50% chance that it's dead. Now, common sense would tell us the cat's already alive or dead. We just don't know because we haven't looked in the box. We open the box, and it's revealed to us whether the cat is dead or alive. So you're not seeing, like, you don't know if this cat's dead or alive Mm -hmm. until you see it. Okay. So quantum physics tells us the cat is both alive and dead at the same time until somebody opens the box to observe it. Data's not created or, or destroyed. Like... That's the idea of it all and yeah. everything. The cardinal rule of the universe renders only that when it needs to be deserved. So, like, the whole, like, if you if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, doesn't make a sound. You won't know that the tree has fallen until the data's been rendered, until you were there to see it. Yeah. Therefore, a sound would not be rendered. Like, I think about this stuff and it literally gives me a headache and fucks me up so much <laughs> because... There's no way to, for me to physically disprove right, it. Right, right. So, and, and going off of that, like, how it connects back to video games, the history of video game development is all about optimizing limited resources. If you ask somebody, like, in the 1980s about, like, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. they would say, like, it was physically impossible. They would take all the computer power in the world to render a game like that. You couldn't do 
all those pixels in real time, but fucking look at it now. Look at Fortnite. Look at all that kind of stuff. And then the like the reality goggle game. And that was in the nineteen eighties. Look yeah, at how we're much not, advancement we've what, gotten. Forty years. Yeah, like, it's like math. <laughs> time. <laughs> Like, how much technology has changed within that short amount of time? Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to be, like, in 10,000 years? Like, we're doing a fucking Black Mirror episode. Those episodes... Black Mirror fucks me up on a daily basis. I had to be in a certain mindset to watch that yeah. show. Yeah, Or else I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be physically mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that, uh, about the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror where he's, like, in a game. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (gasps) That one. That one messes me up because he gets trapped in the game and Mm -hmm. then he dies in real life and everything Mm -hmm. like that. It literally gives me chills when I watch it. When I just think about it, it gives me chills. But, like, that's a fucking possibility. I know. And, like, that's what they're saying. Like, that game specifically, like, it's not just a player, like, someone pretending to be me. Like, me in the future pretending to be me right now. It's, like, somebody, like, you go into that mindset, like, you... and. Like, you plug into that game, yeah. and you become that the character. Game. Yeah, you yeah. are, like, in the game. Yeah. So, like, there's somebody playing as me, but it's not me in the future. It's just fucking Sarah down the street <laughs> playing as me. Sarah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm bored. Give me something. I've already had enough character development. Give me some action yes, now. I'm ready yes. for a climax. <laughs> but I, had, I could go on and on about the simulation. It's so thick. It's our heaviest one, I think, I feel like, yeah. that we've had to talk about. I think so. I definitely recommend you guys reading a lot on it. I will leave some notes in the show notes that you guys can look about it. And there will also be links on the website as well for you guys to check all that out so you mm-hmm. can read more about any of these um, theories. Yes. So the last one that we're going to do is the... Malaysia flight. The Malaysian Airlines flight 370 that disappeared on March 8th, 2014 during a flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. The disappearance of the Boeing 777 with 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board led to a search effort that stretched from the Indian Ocean, west of Australia, and then to Central Asia. It was the most expensive search that any airline has had. Um, this one fucks me up so much. This one is crazy. Because how the fuck do you like lose a plane? plane? A huge a Boeing. 777. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I don't... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how... I'm sorry. I don't... Mm. I think there's a lot... Of, I want to talk about it first before we get into, yeah. like, what we think about it. Yeah. Um. So, you go ahead. Yeah. So, the MH370 disappeared less than 40 minutes after takeoff. So, the flight took off from Kuala Lumpur International Airport on its way to Beijing. And then, while they were flying, the crew was maintaining contact with air traffic control, as one does when they are flying. Roughly about 30 minutes after takeoff, the last message was communicated. So, the air traffic control... Control, said their little number and said good night Malaysian 370. Well, the pilot did not repeat that little number, but said good night Malaysian 370. And after that, all contact was lost. Which you have when you're leaving one country, you do that, and then you would. He was probably, I think, he was flying over dead like dead sea, so mm-hmm. there was no any territory that he was in at the moment. But when he was to get into the next territory. That's when their air traffic control to, would pick up yep. and you would continue wanting. That's yep. how fucking a plane works. I'm not even Pilot Pete, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, so after that, the airplane deviated from its planned flight, crossing the Malaya Peninsula and the Andaman Sea. Andaman? I don't know how to say that. The aircraft was carrying 12 Malaysian crew members and 227 passengers, like I said, but they were all from 14 different nations. All have presumed to be dead. The search of the missing plane became the most costly in aviation history. The search that began in March 2014 was focused initially on the South China and Andaman Seas. It cost a total of 150 million 
dollars before they officially called off the search in January of 2017, which was roughly three years after the plane's original disappearance. Some parts of the ocean that were searched were as deep as 6,000 meters. The original search area was as big as 4.6 million square kilometers before being narrowed down to 120,000 square kilometers. And then after two big searches, nothing was found, and then they ended the search in late May 2018. Some experts think that the plane was taken off course intentionally. Um, In July of 2018, the Malaysian government released a 1,500-page report that gave no definitive answers, but some investigators believe that it was steered off course purposefully. They believe that it had flown over the southern Indian Ocean for more than seven hours after it last communicated with the air traffic control and then likely crashed somewhere in the ocean. Some evidence has led investigators to believe that it was manually steered off course rather than by autopilot. If you watch, um, we might put a video in the show notes, but if you watch the video, you can kind of see how the turn the first turn that's made is like a almost like a really sharp turn yeah and it's uh, it's said that if it was on autopilot it wouldn't be able to make a turn like that yeah a turn like that it's often made where if you were going back like i think there was possibility that they were going back to refuel going back yeah they were either going back something along those lines right Uh, right there's also i mean there's also theories that pilot was like it was a suicide attempt from mm-hmm. him. Because didn't they find, like, yeah, he has a simulation in his house. Uh, yes. Like, flight simulation in his house. And yes. they had found, I think it was like a month before the flight, they had found a certain path that had been practiced on this simulation. And so some think that maybe it was a planned mm-hmm. hijack, I guess, mm-hmm. of the plane. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's no definitive answers uh, and then there were also those two passengers. Yeah, that there was two passengers on the plane that had no passport or identification. Yeah. Uh, or they had the incorrect I, passport. Yeah, it was like fake or something. I don't something know, something like that. like that. And then there's also the idea that like a foreign power like North Korea mm-hmm. shot it down, mm-hmm. which I could believe that, honestly. And like no one's just taking the blame for it because... Yeah. <laughs> then that means that an entire war would probably start. Yeah. And no one wants to fess up to that. I think also, like, a suicide or anything is a possibility. It's just the fact that they can't even find the black boxes. Yeah, that yeah. That messes me up because I'm pretty sure there's, like, a tracking device in black boxes on planes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It also, like, they search, like, almost the, like, square, like, so many different uh, square footages of the Indian Ocean. Right. To not find anything. Right. They found scraps. They found some, some debris. Beaches. But it's only a couple of the people pieces were like identified yeah. to be the plane but you also have to think about i mean like we said earlier how vast the fucking ocean is and, and something like that's gonna sink yeah so and but the fact that the black boxes haven't been found mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. messes me up the most I, I, I mean there's people out there who think like aliens did something <laughs> i don't yeah. believe that no. and i don't want to seem insensitive to the people's lives who were right, lost right. in this uh yeah, it was terrible. Happened. Terrible. Um, so that's why I don't like to theorize that. I mean, there were people who... There's this whole thing on Twitter that happened where people, like, were theorizing. There was a voicemail somebody got and they decoded it. And it was about the Malaysian airline and everything like that. It's so interesting. It is. I still am trying to figure out how this plane, like, went missing. Yeah, because that, that is a huge plane. Well, like, it's just because, like, I feel like also with air traffic control, like, mm-hmm. it's how you, there has to be something intentionally done. Yeah. Either. Well, some people believe that someone intentionally turned off the transporters. Yeah. So. So there was foul play involved in yeah. some way. There had to have had been. Had to have been. Because for them to just completely fall out of the sky like that, 
and lose all connection with all towers. Mm-hmm. And if you're losing connection with all towers, it would make sense where if uh, like you're entering enemy territory, they can't contact you. They don't know who this this mysterious plane is entering their territory. Yeah, they could order military to shoot it down. Yeah, and that possibility. Yeah. You never know. So I just thought that was a wild one because like it's like the movie Lost. Yeah. Well, not the movie, the show. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so it. That's another one that messes me up, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little wild. So those have been our conspiracy theories. We would love to hear from you guys and what you think and there's any other conspiracy theories that you're super interested in. I know some of these last two especially kind of probably messed with your brains a little bit. And yes. they may have added more stress onto your life than anything else with this whole coronavirus. <laughs> I apologize for that. But we really want to talk about something that was super relaxing to us. In a way, and that was something fun and lighthearted, and this was definitely one that we have been wanting to do for a while, so we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We don't really actually have a survival tip for you guys. Yeah, just like... Just wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. Wash your hands and social distance. That is our survival Ooh, tip. You want to know what song I've been singing while I wash my hands? What? Lizzo. Truth hurts. Oh, I've been doing Mr. Brightside. Just... Yeah. <laughs> There's also um. I saw this whole article about tired of singing Happy Birthday. Here's some pop songs, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also there's like a song that like South Korea, I believe, created for mm-hmm. the coronavirus. It's on TikTok and oh everything. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, that's really yeah. Mm. It's so interesting now. That's funny. But yeah, so wash you- your hands, stay healthy. Stay happy. Try Simply. to get some sort of social interaction without FaceTime. going into the masses. It's a great time, a great yes. time to FaceTime instead Perfect. of just texting. There you go. Perfect. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.